When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. I'm Lindsay Mayland, and I'm so excited to be here with you. Merry Christmas week to all those who are celebrating. I'm wishing everyone a joyful and peaceful end to this year. Today's show is just for fun. Our staff is sharing some of their holiday traditions and other ways they include sewing or handmade items in their celebrations. So I'm going to hand the mic over. Enjoy. This is Jody Sanders, editor of American Patchwork and Quilting. Gather up your sewing and quilting supplies. It's time to make handmade gifts. I enjoy the process of making and giving handmade gifts, well, probably even more than receiving them. However, I'm a bit of a procrastinator and I need projects that can be done in an evening or a weekend. I often will pick up one project and make multiples for everyone on my list, changing out the fabrics to fit the person that I'm making it for. For example, a zippered pouch. It's a great gift that can be made for several people on my list this year. I'll pick a floral for the gardener, a sewing theme print for my quilting friend, and a food print for the person who loves to cook. By making the same pattern over and over, I get in the groove and I don't have to think about what the next step is. Each recipient gets a personalized item that's been made just for them. While making multiple projects may seem like a stress inducer, for me, having the time to create a gift also allows me time to think about the person that I'm making it for and how they have brought joy into my life. I'm wishing you a happy homemade holiday. Hi, this is Elizabeth Stumbo, and one of my favorite weekends is the weekend following Thanksgiving because I set aside time to decorate my house for Christmas. I have one of those rules that I don't like to put up decorations before um, Thanksgiving, and I think that's just because I love fall so much that I don't wanna you know, cheat myself of any of that time but the second Thanksgiving is over, I am 100% invested in Christmas and ready to switch out things in my house. So I put on some of my favorite Christmas movies, which include Love Actually. I mean, you've just got to love Colin Firth, right? Um, I love Elf when I need a little bit of laughter. And of course, Little Women, which I guess technically isn't a Christmas movie, but it just always gives me such festive and winter vibes. I love to have that on in the background. So I really just go around my house and I swap out all of my everyday decor to their holiday counterparts. So for example, I will swap out my everyday quilts that are on my couch with a Christmas quilt and some handmade pillows. And I put up my Christmas tree and I use a handmade tree skirt that I quilted a couple of years ago and I just make the whole room feel really festive. Now last year I went all out and I didn't just keep all the decorations to the living room. I spread them throughout the whole house and into my quilting and sewing room. And I just loved it so much that I just had to do the exact same thing this year. So I strung up a handmade garland along the top of my bookcases 
and I also have this large wall organizer that sits next to my sewing table and I decided since it's December and I'm not doing a lot of large quilts this year um, I put away all of the sewing notions that typically hang up on that wall organizer and instead I replaced them with a display of vintage uh, shiny bright Christmas ornaments and I arranged them in the shape of a Christmas tree and I just love it so much. It looks so pretty and it's all of those little details that just help to make that room also feel ready for the holidays. So instead of just sitting at my sewing machine in December, I find myself wanting to cozy up on a couch with some hand stitching on those winter nights and really working on some small wool projects for friends and family, like ornaments and candle rugs and just really focusing in on those little cozy projects that are just so nice to work on on a winter night. This is Doris Brunette, editor of Quilt Sampler magazine. I love Christmas fabric and I seem to add a few pieces to my stash every year. I also make a few projects every year. Last year, I did make two scrappy Christmas quilts, one to give away and the other is on my sofa at home. I've been wanting to make myself a tree skirt for several years, it just never seemed to get done. I decided in January 2021 that this year I was going to have a tree skirt. I was inspired by the fusible technique of Laura Heine's collage quilts and specifically her peppermint collage quilt. If you aren't familiar with it, peppermint is a reindeer caught in flight and the background is a snow-covered village he's flying over. The village is composed of small collage appliqued houses, trees, and animals cut from different fabrics. I first saw this design at a local quilt show and it immediately brought back memories from my childhood of the tree skirt on our Christmas tree. The skirt my mom made wasn't quilted, but she did cut felt applique pieces and fused or glued them onto a white, probably double weight polyester fabric. It was made prior to 1975 after all. She added a church, houses, a schoolhouse, kids sledding down a hill, and a little yellow ranch house with brown window trim, just like the one we lived in, with a red chimney that she stitched a brick pattern onto. As I recall, Santa sleigh and reindeer were flying over our house. I wanted to use the same idea my mother used of a townscape for my own tree skirt. I started with a gray and white striped print of a winter townscape that would serve as my background and layered two different white tone-on-tone -tone fabrics at the bottom of it to create snow-covered hills in perspective. I cut six wedge shapes from this and sewed them together to get a roughly round top to work with. Using the collage technique, I scoured my scraps and Christmas stash for houses, snowmen, gifts, sleighs, a Santa, trees and critters that I could fussy cut and applique onto my tree skirt using Steema Seam 2. It was a lot of fun and I was thrilled with the result. After placing all of my applique pieces, I did a small zigzag around all of them, which was a bit tedious, but it secured the pieces so that my long arm quilter could do her magic and she added a holly leaf pantograph to it. After it was quilted, I added some small embroidery embellishments here and there just for fun. It's bound in a bright red and now under my Christmas tree, and I hope to use it for many years to come. If you'd like to see a visual, I did share it on my Instagram account at madebyabrunette in early December. Hi, I'm Joanna Bergerino, the editor of Quilts and More magazine. I also happen to love Christmas. It is my favorite holiday by far. Even though I wait to decorate the house for Christmas until after Thanksgiving, it's Christmas all year long in my sewing room. I try to sew small gifts for coworkers, friends, and family each year, so there's always some sort of Christmas UFO floating around in the room. 
My favorite gifts to sew for others are little bags. They can hold goodies like candy and are simple enough to make in multiples. There's a pattern called Tiny Treats on allpeoplequilt.com. That's my go-to for sewn bag gifts. It's great for using up scraps of Christmas prints from past quilts, too. I love whenever I can use some of my scraps up. I also have my own mini stocking pattern I made by deconstructing a store-bought stocking some years ago. It's a good size for fitting gift cards, and it functions a lot like tiny bags, even though you might not think of a stocking as a bag. This year, I am making some zip-and-go pouches by Minky Kim, which is a pattern in the current winter 2022 issue of Quilts and More, which just hit newsstands about a month ago. My plan is to add a bookmark and hot cocoa packet inside the pouch, zip it up, and give it to some friends of mine who are in my book club. I know bag patterns can make some quilters a little nervous, especially since they're so three-dimensional, but try sewing a few small bags and see if you like them. You might be surprised. They might end up becoming your go-to present and part of your Christmas sewing routine, just like they have for my quilty Christmases. Hi, this is Allison, designer of Quilts and More magazine. I've been quilting for about nine years and decided it was finally time to make myself some Christmas quilts. Every year when Christmas rolls around and I pull out decorations, I think I should really make a Christmas quilt, but at that point, it's too late to enjoy something that year. Instead, I add quilty touches with seasonal wall quilts and throw pillows. After years of using smaller decorations, I decided to plan ahead so I wasn't stuck thinking I should have made a quilt for this year. Last year, I purchased a fabric bundle of the Polar Magic line by Lemony for Figo Fabrics. The prints have the cutest polar bears and ornaments sprinkled throughout. There are various shades of red, pink, green, and aqua with splashes of gold. I'm not drawn to traditional red and green, so I love that this line has a little bit of traditional and non-traditional colors. I used the pattern Jawbreaker by Then Came June. The pattern is made up of large flying geese, which I thought would be great for showing off the cute prints. I ended up needing to add some fabric from my stash to make the quilt throw size, but I think it just helps add to the overall charm of the quilt. From a distance, you would never know it's a Christmas quilt because of the colors I used, but once you look at it closer, you can see the Polar Magic prints. I was able to get it quilted this summer and have been patiently waiting to use it. The second Christmas quilt I made uses a little more traditional colors and prints. I used a fat quarter bundle of the Juniper Berry line by Basic Gray for Moda Fabrics, and it's been in my stash for a while. I decided to use the pattern Shimmer by Cluck Cluck Sew. It has a more modern block with some traditional elements, so I thought this pattern would work perfectly with the fabrics. Each block uses four different fabrics plus a background, which results in a scrappy yet cohesive look. There's a mix of black, green, red, and aqua fabric with prints such as pine cones, poinsettias, and plaids. I just got this one back from the quilter and plan to bind it with black fabric. It's a twin size quilt, so I'm going to put it on the guest bed in my sewing room so I can enjoy it whether I have guests or not. As much as I'm not ready for cold weather, at least I can enjoy snuggling up with some new Christmas quilts this season. Hey, it's Lindsay. 
it's my turn to share a holiday tradition. So this one is a little different, but it makes my life easier every year. So after I've decorated my home for the holidays, um, usually a few days after Thanksgiving, I always seem to have one more project I'd like to add to my decor. So it could be something I'm just missing as part of my decor. Um, maybe I've changed styles and need kind of a new quilt to go with my new holiday vibe. Or sometimes I just see a really fun new pattern that I'd like to try. So no matter what it is, I take note and I then start the new project in December. So I never have the aim to finish the project quickly. Um, and in fact, I'd prefer not to because that would mean a lot of rushing or extra stress on my end just to finish a project to enjoy for, you know, a week before Christmas. Um, but I do love to choose fabrics and start sewing on a holiday project in the season, you know, when I'm feeling Christmassy. So many people start their holiday projects much earlier in the year so that it's ready by the time they put their decorations up. But I prefer to sew in the season instead. So in the past, I've added stockings, a table runner, a throw quilt, um, even a set of placemats. And this year I decided I needed throw pillows. So right now I have the fabric selected and the pattern ready to go. So I'll start sewing now and I'll finish the pillows sometime in the new year. Um, and then next year I will be ahead of the game and we'll have my pillows all set. And I love doing this because it takes the stress off of holiday sewing. And then it's always a fun surprise when I decorate for, uh, you know, in the following year and I have brand new decor items to put out. So it's like a fun little surprise every year. So I love seeing everyone's holiday traditions and handmade decor. So feel free to tag your Instagram posts with the hashtag APQ podcast if you're on Instagram so everyone can see. Or you can send me an email with an image um, at apqpodcast at meredith.com. We always list the email in our show notes. Um, those emails always brighten my day, and I love seeing what everyone's sewing. We're going to take a quick ad break, but when we come back, we're chatting with the talented Sherry Falls. Welcome back. I'm handing the mic over to Elizabeth the art director for American Patchwork and Quilting, for her chat with the talented Sherry Falls of This and That. Enjoy their talk. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I am just so excited to be talking about quilting with you and just to learn a little bit more about your quilting journey and to share that with our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. This is really exciting to be able to talk to you today. Yeah, I mean, is there anything better than talking about quilting? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a very easy subject, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it's always great. So, well, we're just so thrilled to have you today. And Thank you, you, in fact, are no stranger to our magazines. You've been <laughs> a pretty regular contributor to our brands over the years. And we've just been so honored to be able to feature some of your beautiful creations in the pages of our magazine. And um, I just admire you so much. You're such a talented designer. And I just always love to see what you create and what you come up with. So thanks for being with us today. 
Oh, thank you. It's it's always fun to be able to contribute something to it. And it is so well done all the time. And you take my project and just take it to the next level. Make it so beautiful. <laughs> I just well, love that. <laughs> you make it easier. I have something beautiful to start with. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I just love your creation. So um, let's just start right at the beginning. I'd, I'd love to know a little bit more about your quilting journey. How did you discover quilting? Did someone teach you or have you just always been creative? You know, I've always been creative. I've been sewing since I was really young. Um, I've been, I was sitting on my mom's lap when I was two years old while she was sewing. And so I've always sewn and I started quilting. Oh goodness. I'm going to totally date myself here now, but when my daughter's first birthday arrived, I wanted to make something for her. So my mom suggested a quilt. And so that was the very first thing I ever quilted. And then I started going to quilt retreats and things like that. But my, my grandma quilted, my great grandma quilted, my mother quilts a lot. So it's kind of a family thing. So it just made sense to me to make something special for her like that. But I've always, I've always been sewing. I used to sew a lot of clothes. I made all the bridesmaid dresses for my wedding, oh, wow. uh, prom dresses for friends. I actually have some friends on Facebook that are like, I still have my prom dress you made me. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, amazing. <laughs> it was kind of fun. And I, um, you know, right from the beginning, I used to take a couple different patterns. You know, you go to Joanne's and I'm like, okay, I like the sleeves on that dress and I like that skirt, but I don't like that body. So I would buy a bunch of different patterns and then just put them all together. And I kind of started, I thought that was kind of normal <laughs> and I don't know if it is. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> but that's kind of what I did. It was, my brain's always kind of worked that way. And I think it, sometimes it drives like my husband crazy. I'm like, well, no, I don't want that. I want that with that, with that. And he's like, oh my goodness. So <laughs> I've kind of always done that with sewing and then it just kind of took off with quilting. Mm -hmm. So that was I'm the sorry. very first thing I did was my yeah. daughter's first birthday quilt. And does she still have that quilt? She does. She does. And now her daughter is using it. And yeah, now she's 28 years old. <laughs> oh That's so special. I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. How great. And when did you realize that quilting was going to be more than a hobby for you, that you wanted to be a designer and that you wanted to make this a business? Well, that actually came about as a really big blessing that I didn't really know I wanted to do. Um, I Once I had made that first baby quilt, I did start looking at quilting patterns and kind of did the same thing where I'm like, well, I like those stars, but I don't want that. And so I kind of started putting things together. And then my mom opened a quilt shop in Waconia. And when she opened, she asked if I'd come and help her purchase fabric, you know, for the shop. So she gets a couple different feels because our um, the feel of our quilting is extremely different. She's a lot more modern, uh, contemporary, that kind of thing where I'm more, I don't know the way I am, <laughs> more florals and, and whimsical and stuff like that. So I said, mm -hmm. sure, I'll come and uh, help you buy fabric. Well, Eileen Taylor was the moto rep at the time and she came to the shop and we got to sit there with her and we got to the Holly Taylor line. And of course I had three small children and wasn't working a whole lot just to be able to take care of them. And um, you know, so the budget was tight and I, we got to her fabric and I'm like, I love this fabric. And someday I want to own one of those fat quarter bundles. Mm. <laughs> and she goes, well, I'm the designer of it. I'm like, really? She goes, yeah, I'm the 
Taylor side of the Holly Taylor line. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So we kind of started talking about what I did and stuff. And at the time I was also a long arm quilter. And so I had quilted for Lynette Jensen and uh, other people. And so that was my job. And so we got to talking, she goes, well, would you want to design a quilt? And I'm like, well, definitely. She said, okay, next time I get fabric and I go to market, I will give you a call and you can pick some stuff and see what you come up with. So she called me before market and I met her at the shop. I got to pick out the fabrics that I wanted, which was just a dream come true. Cause you know, when you have three small kids, you don't have a whole lot of extra money for yourself. And so she's like, okay, great. Now design a quilt with it. And she said, I need it back in 10 days. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I went, Oh, wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like so, that's quick. Remember when I said I had three young kids? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't really, I didn't realize that, but I'm always up for a challenge. And so I went home and talked to my husband about it and he's a good sport. So we didn't eat just pizza. He helped out a lot. And I got that quilt done, gave it to her. She took it to market. She hung it in the motor booth and uh, funds and Porter walked by and they actually put it in their magazine, mm -hmm. which was a blessing because I didn't have to do a whole lot as far as like learn to write the pattern right then either. So I just mm -hmm. had a piece of quilt. So it was a good baby step. Yes, it was a huge blessing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how I got started. And after that, I just met with Eileen and got her fabric and just got to play with it. And it was just, it was a wonderful way to start a business without realizing I was going to start a business. <laughs> and yeah. it, it was wonderful. So yeah, and what a great encounter, you know, that led to that meeting that led to one thing that led to the next thing. And then all of a sudden, you have this beautiful career. It's an amazing story. <laughs> Yeah. And she was, a, she's a very good mentor of a lot of people and, you know, very encouraging. And she would give you suggestions when you're kind of stuck, you know, we all get creatively stuck where you're like, huh, something's not quite right there. And she'd just give you a bunch of ideas to bounce around. And she was just a very good mentor to start this off. So, yeah. Um, so your business name is this and that <laughs> just wondering, is there a story behind that or how did you come up with your business name? Um, well, I'm kind of a busy body. <laughs> so there isn't much that I don't like to try. And because I didn't want to, I wouldn't say be stuck in doing just quilts, but I didn't want to be exclusive quilts or table runners. I like everything, you mm -hmm. know, and that's, well, that's part of a problem. It's kind of a problem sometimes, but I do like, I love to do bags. I love to do table runners, pillows, everything. So I just thought that was a nice way to kind of incorporate it all without it sounding like I was just going to do one thing or another. So yeah, you already kind of had a vision that you knew this about yourself that you like to <laughs> dabble in lots of things. I think that's a smart business move. And yeah, <laughs> that name is very fitting. I do everything when I think about what you design. It's not just quilts. I think about all the little projects you've done over the years and, and how you, I don't know what I think about your, your designs. I also think a lot of seasonal decor too. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just think that name is very fitting. So you picked oh, a good one. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. Um, curious a little bit more about your creative process since you are so prolific and you do put out lots of things and lots of different techniques. Um, what is your creative process like? Do you, do you start with, you know, a sketch in mind or some idea, or are you like looking to like solve a problem or a solution with, with your, like, especially with your bags, are you, constantly like, oh, I wish I had this and I'm going to make something for that problem to fix it. 
Yep. That's actually a lot of it for me is, um, it's kind of hard to say where all the inspiration comes from, but like, if we, you know, say you take a vacation and you, you know, we're up North or something like that and new fabric comes out, that's kind of woodsy. It's real fun to be able to go. Okay. So I kind of want it to reflect my memory of that or, um, yeah, bags are definitely one of those things that does solve a, it's a solution to what I'm needing. So if it's, I knit a lot too, that is my hobby. So I need different knitting bags. Um, like when we were heading to market one time, my girlfriend who also knits, she's like, okay, so we need a bigger knitting bag. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I did that. Well, then it became a pattern. So <laughs> it's kind of the same well. thing. Well, if I need one, I'm sure other people need one too. So <laughs> that's where a lot of that comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, I have a pillow that I designed a Christmas pillow called Christmas vacation. And it's a little Fiat with packages and stuff on it. And that one came from my daughter when she got a little red Fiat to head to college. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was just so cute. And it kind of reminded me of her coming home for the holidays. And mm-hmm. so that's it's, so it's things like that, that I go, Oh, that's cute. So I try to write things down in notebooks or I start sketching and mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of it is that the things around me that either remind me of something or like you said, it's a need right now. I'm working on a table runner for, we've got a big harvest table. My husband got me and my table runners are kind of short and I wanted to hang out the edge. So now I'm working on something for Christmas that I need to get done actually on the (laughs) table. So that'll probably become a pattern too. So it's, yeah, it's things like that, that, that I do. So sounds like, uh, yeah, a lot of it just comes from, uh, things around you that you have mm-hmm. uh, something that you enjoy and you're like, Hey, if I like this, I bet someone else will like it too. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. And you know, yeah. that's has served me well. Cause sometimes I go, huh, is that good? Is it, you know, we all second guess. And then oh, yeah. I go, well, you know what? I like it. And so far people have liked a lot of what I do. So I'm just going to throw it out there and see what happens. So yeah. it's been working. So that's great. Um, yeah. All right. So let's see. Um, I've noticed that a lot of your patterns are also uh, pre-cut friendly. Is there a certain pre-cut that you love to work with or that you find really fun to design around? I think charm squares are my favorite. They were the very first pre-cut that came out that I started with. And I love that you can take a pack of charm packs or excuse me, charm squares and uh, just some background fabric or something and make a table runner. You can make a bag, you can make pillows. If you get a couple of them, you know, you can make a baby quilt. They're very mm-hmm. versatile, but they are a great way of getting a little bit from everything in the line so that you get a really scrappy look without having to buy, you know, a huge stack of fat quarters or whatever. And they also make it easy to make a, a gift for someone in a little bit more economical way than like I said, buying a bunch of fat quarters and things like that. So I do love the charm scores. I love the variety of the fabric. So that way I can work with everything without, I also hate wasting. So I always hate (laughs) a little bit from a fat quarter and go, oh, now when am I going to use this again? Mm -hmm. So I think they kind of solve that for me. Yeah. And so many of your projects too are on the smaller scale. Like you do a lot of like little mini wall quilts and pillows Mm -hmm. and decor. And I feel like charm packs are just perfect for that. So yeah. Hey, it's Lindsay. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but we have to take a quick ad break. We'll be right back with more from Sherry. 
Okay, so many of your patterns also include embroidery details, and you have actually an entire section on your shop page of patterns that include um, embroidery, and a lot of them are great for gift giving. Um, what is it that you love about quilting and embroidery, like combining those two things together? I think, like you said, that they make a wonderful gift, but it's also... I love the slow stitching part of it. I love being able to sit down and embroider while thinking about the person that I'm going to give it to or how I'm going to use that project. I love doing candle mats. I've got a girlfriend who absolutely loves candles. And so it's really fun to be able to make her a candle mat with some beautiful fabric. And, you know, it's a wonderful gift that she can then look at and think of me as I thought of her when I was stitching it. And I do love when you do take the embroidery and put it with the quilting. What I do tell a lot of people is just because I embroider with these colors, see a lot of them are bright and, you know, like kind of brighter colors, whether they're bright Christmas and people want a little bit more of a primitive, like a woodsy color, I tell them pick your fabrics first. And just because I say, you know, you need this color in floss, make it your own. So take your fabric and take the colors off of the fabric and put it into it. So if you need a red, pick the red from your fabric so that it makes it for your house. And it's been fun to see how people transfer the colors into, you know, that would work better for their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, I love embroidery too, because it's just like helps me to slow down. And like you were saying, it just it really is fun to personalize to either, either your home decor, mm -hmm. or um, for that person you're making the gift for. So it's such a great Thing that you add to some of your projects and I just think it's so special well and it's it is portable which I think is nice I know a lot of people like things to take along and so um it's one of those things that you can take with you you can work on it in the car instead of being able to take a large quilt I've got a friend that binds her quilts in the car and I just laugh because she's just covered <laughs> in a quilt when she goes <laughs> I, I know too much for me. So. Yeah. I have some coworkers that love to go on long road trips and take their quilts and do the binding in the car. But I'm like, yeah. I pack too much of my like clothes and makeup to be able to like also pack a quilt. <laughs> exactly. So this way, I think it works really well to be able to have a smaller project, you know, and you could also do a quilt with embroidery, but work on the embroidery, take that with you and then so, you know, when you get home, so it's, I like how versatile it is. Also, I, like I said before, I'm, I'm a busy body, so I always need something to do. I can't just sit there. Yeah. So yep. embroidery is great for that. Mm -hmm. um, and so many of your patterns also have a, a strong, like seasonal theme to them is, are you influenced a lot about where you live in Minnesota when it comes to the seasons, since you get to experience all four of them and Wondering also if you have a favorite season that you love to design for. Yeah, I think that living here in the Midwest is a huge influence on what I design because we do have the beautiful seasons. And, you know, right now being the holidays and it's actually snowing outside, it really gets me in the mood to do something for Christmas. And so I got to stay focused on what I'm working on. Otherwise, I'd love to just keep doing Christmas. I think my favorite season is Christmas. Mm -hmm. And it's a very easy season for me to design for. There's so many happy fabrics out there that just make you cheerful. And to be able to make a quilt, which to me, I use more in the winter, obviously, because mm -hmm. you need a more in the winter. I think it just makes it very easy. And being in the Midwest and being Scandinavian, there's a lot of 
that kind of influence here. And so a lot of them are, have a little bit of a Scandinavian feel to them. I had a Norwegian grandma and a Danish grandpa. So it kind of brings that whole family thing together, which is Christmas also. Yeah. Do you decorate your home with a lot of handmade touches with quilts and table runners and all that too? Yeah, mainly, um, mainly during Christmas and winter we do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've got them hanging in the hallway. I've got, you know, a cabinet full of them. They're all over the sofa. The kids all have them. They love to drag them around the house. I did a big, excuse me, 24 by 24 tree pillow that I had done for Facebook and that gets dragged all over. The kids just love to crash on that on the floor for watching Mm -hmm. holiday movies and things like that. So yeah, that's, I just think it makes it warmer and more cozy. Yeah. You got to drag out all of your like holiday quilts this time of year and enjoy it when you can. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Well, and I've done table or or, excuse me, um, tree skirts too, which I think are really fun to have a handmade tree skirt under the the trees. So I actually designed a tree skirt just recently for Quilt and More winter, right? It was a beautiful little tree skirt. And I love that it wasn't just like, when I think of tree skirts, I think of like the typical round shape or Mm -hmm. um, square and yours was different. It had like a lot of like points and angles. Like, I think it was like eight sides or eight angles to it. Mm -hmm. It was was really fun and clever. So. Yep. Yep. And I, you know, I love to do them and I also, you know, some people are like, well, you know, I already have a favorite tree skirt. I said, well, if you like the pattern, you do not have to put the hole in the center. Excuse me. If you have a table, even if it's a long like harvest table, they look really neat in the center and then you can decorate out from there. So mm-hmm. just don't cut the hole in it. And if a year or two goes by and you go, Hey, I want it as a tree skirt. You can cut the hole that and you don't have to make it as a, as a tree skirt. So oh, that's a good tip. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, do you have a favorite Christmas <laughs> quilt pattern that you've designed over the years? I know you've had several uh, Christmas patterns and books that you've released too. Mm-hmm. I think my, favorite quilt that that was hard to pick because I've got a (laughs) lot of favorites that I like I'm like okay so I think if I had to pick a favorite it's probably my fair isle pattern which is a red and white quilt that I did for the Christmas spirit book for um Holly Taylor and I don't remember the year that I did that but that's my favorite it's just the classic red and white it looks like kind of like a fair isle knitted sweater Oh, I think I remember that that. pattern. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's been, that has been something people have loved and I've seen it in green and white. I've seen it in navy and white. I like in the red, white for the holidays, but I really want to make one, you know, kind of for the rest of the year too, just because Mm -hmm. I really, and it's not difficult because it's rose. Mm -hmm. So it's just all the, you know, stars sewn in rows and sewn together. So. Great. All right. Well, Thank you so much for all of this. I'd love to kind of wrap these um, interviews up with what we call rapid fire questions. So I have a five questions to ask you and just whatever first comes to your mind. Sound good? Okay. (laughs) All right, here we go. So question one, what step of the quilting process do you most enjoy? Getting the ideas and sewing it up. Okay. So like actually uh, sitting down at your machine and, and getting started. Yes. Yep. Okay. Number two, any technique or skill that you want to learn or improve in, in 2022? Yeah, this one is a hard one. Um, probably upping my graphic design skills. 
Okay. So it's more for your like business side. Right. Yep. Yeah. Cause I imagine, you know, you do the whole quilting, but then you still have to put out the pattern and, and design and write the pattern and design all the illustrations. So you got to yeah. do it all. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't mind, but I really do like the ideas, the <laughs> which I think we all do. Yeah. That is the best part. So yeah. uh, that's probably why we all got started. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Number three, what is a project you are currently working on? I am currently working on a series of mini patterns called Sweet Kitty, and they are all the different seasons. I have autumn done. I'm working on Sweet Kitty winter, and then the, I'm pondering if I'm going to do a Valentine or just get into like spring and summer. Again, the Minnesota inspiration of the seasons is with that. So it's a cute little kitty for fall that's popping out of some pumpkins. Oh, cute. That sounds so fun. Hey. <laughs> Keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number four, uh, this one's kind of a hard one. So what is something that you are proud of either a project that you've completed or a career or personal goal? Um, I think something that I am proud of is being able to do something that I love and I've been able to make a living doing it. My husband has a job where he is either, either is home or not home at all. And you just don't see him. So I stayed home to take care of the kids. So there was always someone on call for the kids as they were growing up and to be able to do this and to be home. And if they ever need anything, I was able to make a living and being able to extremely enjoy it. It has been a huge blessing to have this as a job. So beautiful. All right. Last one here. What do you love most about being a quilter and being part of this larger quilting community? I think I love how it brings people together. I think that it is a way that people can connect and I thoroughly enjoy seeing people that will take my patterns and make them into the colors that they want that are different than what I've done. And then hear the story of how they gave it to their granddaughter or they gave it to their daughter going to college. Or um, I had a lady tell me about how she was her, she had lost her husband and quilting had kind of brought her back into wanting to be around people and that she was using my pattern to do that. And it's fun being out and about and meet people that are quilters and you just have a connection to them. I love, I think that's my favorite part. It's just the connection that brings us all together. Yeah, that's great. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and I know our listeners will too. Thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. Great. And real quick here, can you just share with our listeners the best way they can uh, follow along and find out more about you? Um, I am on Facebook under This and That Patterns. I also have a group on there called Sweet Stitchins with This and That. And on Instagram, it's my personal name of Sherry Falls, but it's S-H-E-R Falls. So, and I post a lot on there. So. All right. We'll be sure to connect with you online. (laughs) Great. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye. Hey, it's Lindsay. Thanks so much to Elizabeth and Sherry. Sherry is just the absolute cutest person. And after listening to that interview, I know exactly why her company name is this and that. She is a total pro at so many things. And with her wide selection of patterns and designs and techniques she uses, She really has something for everyone. We'll link to her website and social media in our show notes so that you can connect with her more. And that's it for today. Thanks everyone for joining us and have the best Christmas. 
I'll talk to you all next week.